You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that'll teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind the scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Yeah, no, it's okay, literally. Like, I, like, start going <laughs> off on a tangent I trying to, like, add things, and I'm like, wait, what was the question? I'm just so happy we finally got to do this because we've been saying for the longest, like, what would we talk about? Yes, and I've been waiting for you to launch this podcast for years because there are too many things to talk about. And too I feel many. like I have my best celebratory success, you know, and commiseration conversations with you. So All of it. It's, always, it's, it's been time. It's been time for this. It's long overdue <laughs> because half the time we get into these things, I'm like, this, I feel like, makes so much sense for us, but also, like, other people have to be able to, like, go through the same thing when they're talking to their friend. They're like, I just went to church. Yep. I just vented. Then went to church, <laughs> then like was a little hysterical, a little cynical even. Yes. Um, and then you just kind of like leave on a high and you're like, that was great. I needed exactly. that. <laughs> and we're like validating each other. You yes. know, it's like, it's okay. And, and we talk each other back off the ledge and then do it all again always <laughs> next week. Always a little bit of talking off a ledge, like yes. heavy on the talking yes. off a ledge. As a matter of fact, because my thing, too, is like half the time that we're figuring this stuff out. We're also, like, at these moments where we're, like, I don't know, like, we know what to do. Like, I feel like you and I both are the type that, like, we think through things. Like, Mm -hmm. we're really logical. Obviously, like, we have experience in what we do. But, like, we still get to these points where we're, like, you just feel like you don't know what you're doing, where you're at, what happened. And then we have to, like, bring each other back. Like, I'm, like, wait, you're literally that bitch. You remember, right? (laughs) Same. (laughs) But it's just, like, sometimes saying it out loud, like, talking it through, you know, especially as a solopreneur, we can consult each other as friends, you know, on like best practices and how you would handle this or how I would handle this. And I feel like it's so helpful. It's so helpful. I'm so thankful for you. And we were just talking about how it's been how long since we've been friends. Friendiversary, like six years. And the best part of this is that we met during my first ever, ever, ever art project at Scope Miami Beach. You were working for VH1. I was doing the PR. And we were so young. So we are. I know. I'm so proud of us. We've come I'm far. proud of us, too. And it's funny because, like, when you told me that, I'm like, to me, you've always been that. And you're like, no, that was, like, the beginning of that, this era for you, where you've had many eras. But, like, that was the beginning. But now, at this point, with you doing, like, all the things that you do, like, I mean, badass, like, branding strategist and art curator and an advisor and on top of a thousand other like just keeping shit together honestly <laughs> it's like it <laughs> it's like you're ever evolving yes this bitch is ever evolving so what have you been up to lately like what I feel like right now you're like especially in your element so yes let's get into it well it's a week of relief because there's been a lot going on you know I have been curating Central Park Tower the penthouse it's the world's tallest residential building with the three stories, highest private ballroom balcony, incredible landmark property in New York. And it's my second landmark that I've curated in New York. I also curated the former Maritime Union building, which is now Lenox Health Greenwich Village, the hospital. You'll notice it with the round windows. It looks kind of like a mini Guggenheim-esque type of space. 
But Central Park Tower has been a labor of love. I brought in seven artists the last curatorial round for the first three months of the property. Six out of the seven were women, so I was really leaning into that. You know me, I'm always, you know, working on feminist initiatives, multicultural initiatives, opportunities to build community and bring marginalized groups to the forefront and talk about things that really matter, you know, socially, politically, in every way. So I recurated the penthouse. We've got another six months. I brought in several additional artists and gallery partners for the first time. Key Smith Gallery, who I'll also be working with later this summer on their first ever open call. I'll okay. be curating that. And Space St. Bart Gallery, which is also in Monaco and Soho. So a range of artists from around the world, again, leaning heavily into abstraction. But the goal with that project was for myself and the brokers to create an experience for the potential buyer of this home, who very well is probably an art collector themselves. Of there course. are not many people looking for a $250 million apartment. Not many. Um, in the sky, literally yeah. above what? Like the above the clouds? <laughs> in the clouds. It's amazing. I mean, you see into Connecticut, down the Long Island coast, the Pennsylvania, like Appalachian Mountains, past New Jersey, every landmark in 360 degree views. And it's just a special space. So we want the people that come into that space to envision themselves building their art collection or, you know, having a really special personal experience as the owner of the property and, you know, their own curator. So I've led some tours, um, bringing in private collectors. The brokers are doing a lot of amazing corporate partner events. And so we've had a lot of inquiries about the art and the artists and so Amazing. you know that's really what it's all about bringing it to more people creating yeah. an audience and conversations I'm so proud of you like thank you the exposure for the artists is insane like how do you even know how to curate like who you want to be there like, obviously you have so many connections with amazing artists and like you have a network that's just so expansive, but like what goes into putting together something with such a big vision? Oh my gosh, that is the biggest part, planning for this. It was my first time working with a residential development partner, so I actually went in, visited the space, saw the horizons, the different perspectives from each room and you know where the artwork would be placed, mm-hmm. but I also had to take into consideration the finishes, the wallpaper, the uh, the hardware, you know, so many different factors, ceiling heights, you know, just scale, what kind of light would be directed on the artwork. pictures of everything? So, or like, you just yeah, kind of lay it out? Like, I went oh in God. there, I took photos of wallpaper and paint colors and like videos of the whole apartment and really brainstormed on that, but it led me toward envisioning the artists that I saw in that space. Mm -hmm. Kamisha Garbadwala, we have several of her works, and one of her signatures is the usage of light and, you know, metallics, and she creates a a really interesting visceral energy that is also affected by the light of day, you know, and what time it is in the apartment whenever you're encountering her work. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that just adds to the sensory experience. Really trying to bring in a mix of voices and, you know, artists. The representation is incredible. Yes. Always the goal. Always the goal. Thank you. (gasps) You give me chills because my my thing is, like, this is so consistent with everything you've done. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like no matter if it's, yeah, like the Curation at Lennox Hospital or other, like, openings that you've done or, you know, I've gone to so many of your galleries, obviously, Mm -hmm. and seeing how all of these works come together and especially it's a culmination of like your career path. Like you've met so many cool people on the way. And then to be able to curate the highest like residential building in the world and be like, Hey, you want to do this? Like, yeah, there's nothing cooler than that. Like, and so it really was a little bit of a career journey from where we started together. Just going back to scope in Miami during art week, I started 
bringing on more artists to the PR agency that I was working for, wanting to carve out that niche for myself. And it just wasn't something that my boss envisioned for the future of her company. So I was able to leave on really friendly terms, continue representing artists in a PR capacity, and then building from there into partnerships and collaborations, whether it's apparel or furniture or rugs or an amazing, you know, collaboration with Joe and the Juice that's happening in New York and Miami. And we, you know, are putting art on their cups and on the walls and, you know, programming for their clients. Um, But, you know, I came into art, I say, from like the side door. I didn't work in a gallery. I don't have an art history bachelor's or, you know, an art MFA. I studied at Christie's, contemporary art there. And then I went to the postgraduate program at the School for Curatorial Studies in Venice to really build credibility for myself, educate myself, continue to develop my expertise um, in a way, you know, that helped me fight imposter syndrome, you know, saying like, oh, I don't come from here. Like, what does it matter what I'm doing? Why should these people care? And, you know, coming back from that, it really gave me the confidence to go for a project like this. And what I love about Central Park Tower or the hospital or the curation for Saks or restaurants or hotels that I've done is that it's breaking outside of the white cube gallery space. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to kind of put anything on a white wall because there's like blank context. Sure. It doesn't have to speak to anything. It's just kind of there as an idea that people can take and interpret, especially mm-hmm. abstraction. But when you're designing in a specific space that has a use, you have to think about the audience, about the life of the space and, totally. you know, put a lot of work into it. And then it, it really creates an experience that that I think enriches whatever is happening in that that public space. That makes a lot of sense. And, like, to think about it, too, I mean, you were doing it on, like, not only in, a, like, a residential space, but, like, three-level residential space with, like, different lighting and views, and you're looking at the entire Central Park. So I know that there's a lot of thought that went into that, but I want to kind of go back to even talking about fighting imposter syndrome because yes. this happens so much. Like, people who are even, not qualified, but even studied in a field that they work in or want to work in mm-hmm. still face that. So, of course, if you're kind of, like, pivoting to a different field or, like, really revving up in a new industry, you're going to feel that but you said you did it for you and I really love that because I know part of it is like you want the credibility for others Mm -hmm. but you also want to feel secure to know that you did a few things exactly what can people do like I know for example you kind of did some continued education yeah I always say that continuing education they're summer intensive and short courses even online now especially since COVID you know everything can happen online so that's been super helpful I think finding a community I've joined organizations like Museum Hughes which you introduced to me, Um, Art Table, Young Women in the Arts, POW Arts. I've basically joined like any, especially female-oriented art groups that I can. That's huge. I become a member at the museums that I, you know, am am, am interested in to explore the community and learn more and make new contacts and build up my client roster and trying to do the footwork. And if you can, find a great mentor. I I was, you know, coming into art in my late 20s, so... I felt like I couldn't just get an internship and start at a gallery and work my way up completely from the bottom. And fortunately, I've I've built some great relationships with artists, with gallerists, with, you know, brand partners and yeah. the people in my network. We we find our timing by con- keeping in touch and sharing what we're working on and yeah. you know, you find the organic synergy, I think truly that way. You do and like like you said, I mean, you put in that work. Like I know you, like you put your mind to something. I often say I just feel like even having the passion alone is enough and obviously continue that education like get all the gems that you can but like you put yourself there because you wanted to be there like if you wanted to you would type of thing but I know it's 
you know, there's not enough hours in the week to like be at every, you know, involved with every group mm-hmm. at every, you know, networking thing, like even working in all these projects because like you consult, so you're working with multiple clients, right. but then also, you know, trying to have a social life, trying to like run your business, all these things. How do you do it? Like, where's the time for I should be asking you. you because you're a one-woman <laughs> army, too. That's, that's I'm a one how woman I describe army well. what we do. We are one-woman armies. Um, I mean, it's balance. And that's so cliche because literally there's never balance in life. There's always, like, too much of one thing and a not, not enough of another thing. But it's yeah. kind of like hedging yourself toward the middle as much as possible. One of the biggest things, though, is, like, time management. I try to plan my day, prepare the notes, have contingency plans, make lists with contacts and schedules, especially when I'm doing an install, and hand an assistant my phone and say, you know, this is who you should expect over the next two hours. If they call, pick up the phone, you know, like, trying to stay as organized as possible. When it comes to my clients, it's really about managing expectations. How you start off with people is everything. Yes, it is. Even communicating to them when they can expect communication from me. When we're talking about a timeline and deliverables and I say, you know, this is our deadline for this and I'm going to send you follow-up weekly reports on Fridays and we can touch base on Mondays between, you know, this time frame. You can plug yourself into my calendar via this link just so that you're not getting text messages at 8 p.m. on a Friday from the client saying, hey, by the way, like, was there anything we should talk about this week? Can we hop on a quick call or, you know, just at the most inconvenient times, you know, cell phones, I mean, mobile phones. I don't even know what to call it anymore. (laughs) I feel like I sound like a grand millennial. No, no, it's just evolved so much at this point. People have too much access to us is the point, Um, you know, so just like managing expectations and really like firmly, respectfully boundary setting because we need time off. We are not machines. And I think what we both do is make our clients feel like they're the only girl in the world. Like, I'm going to sing Rihanna. We make them feel so good. Like, they're the only thing we're ever focused on. And they are, like, top of the list every day, all day. But we are also juggling other projects and on multiple timelines with deliverables to clients. And so I think that... So that you you have to manage expectations and boundary set so that we don't we don't make ourselves insane. No, it, it's crazy because it's great that we make people feel like you're the only girl in the world, Rihanna. <laughs> However, it's like you said, unrealistic because then if we're going in so many directions, when do we have time to say I'm on D and D? You know, I love me some D and D. So do you? Yes. We go on our. We are it's like scheduled. <laughs> I have it in my settings. <laughs> it's scheduled to like literally both of us are like we're on our D and D. But, like, when can you really have that, like, actual downtime? Like, I can put my phone in a drawer. I can turn off the computer and, like, for real disconnect. If you don't set those expectations, it's hard. You've taught me a lot of that, like, seriously a lot. Like, I remember hitting you up and being like, hey, like, I don't know how to, like, puppy train this situation. Yes. <laughs> I think you I think you were telling me about, you're like, no, this is, pup, this is puppy training. I'm yes. like, I need help because it's out of control. And it goes back to going from the very beginning, like, here's how we're going to set this up. Here's how we're going to do it. Communicating. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if we studied it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's, Mastering it. It's a process. It's, it's a process. process. <laughs> it's a process. And I feel like it's cool, though, because our process gets better and better. Like, I've yeah. seen yours get better. Like, I know you've seen mine. I know you've seen mine get better Definitely. with your help big time and just, like, learning along the way. But for me, it's, like, it also, it's also about the mindset of wanting to, like, really have that Yes. Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, like, I need to set boundaries, but it's another thing to be like, but why? Right, And right. so I'm getting in this mindset of, like, I need to have 
energy for the things I need energy for. I need to be able to, like, I just started this podcast. I want to sustain it. I want to mm-hmm. keep doing this. Like, I really do. So I'm like, well, if I'm throwing my phone because I can't get a moment of peace, right? am I right. really going to feel like I'm in the mental headspace to keep going? It's so true. You know? And it's it's hard, you know, I think clients don't realize that, that we can get burned out on them, you know, yeah. and that's just not the energy you want to be carrying with a project because then you feel like you're just dragging it. And it's yeah. like, when is the end date for this project? Yeah. And I think we've both started looking long term, you know, wanting to find clients that we work with on an ongoing basis yeah. rather than, you know shorter campaigns and so on because someone once said to me when I was in PR PR agencies PR you know it's a revolving door and it literally haunted me because it's the truth it's the clients you know are paying a retainer in most instances and they have these expectations but don't realize that even when it comes to getting articles or press they're short lead there are vlogs there are blogs there are instagram features there are long lead you know long lead print publications we're looking at editorial calendars we're sending email after follow-up email after follow-up email and sometimes it's a cold intro versus a warm intro and you know these things really take time it's not like you hire someone and then in three months you're in the New York Times, for example. It does not happen that way, people. We have to build <laughs> relationships. We have to, you know, be able to spend time with them as their uh, as their product develops or, you know, as the campaign evolves or as their, their brand grows and, yeah. you know, ideally have a long-lasting relationship and be a part of that as, and we'll be able to tell the story better and better and really refine the brand along with the team. That is, like, so eloquently said like I this is what I mean by I'm always like taking notes on like how do we communicate these things because as entrepreneurs it's not just like about our business and like making sure we're running it okay but it's also about making sure that we have like these like ongoing good reputations and like I run my business on like referrals pretty much so I want it to be able to like be communicated like that I don't operate like a revolving door right but it's like we just said it's like an ongoing process type of thing but like when it comes to your own mindset mental health like how do you re- how do you reset so you don't feel like you're dragging a project through the mud well honestly the first 2 years of covid i was telling myself that i was working on my wellness but it wa- i wasn't yeah. you know like it you were nothing just really girl. changed i think i was actually surviving <laughs> yeah. it was more like i was treading water and like keeping my head just above it yeah. and more recently i have been super firm about the DND. I'm using the do not disturb. I have a morning routine and I have a night routine. And both of those routines include a little bit of meditation, gratitude for the smallest things, even if it's just like I talked to my grandpa today because he's my favorite guy. And listening to podcasts that share stories, you know, between entrepreneurs, just like you're doing. Um, I love your episodes. Jay Shetty, (laughs) you you know, he's wonderful. And he speaks to relationships, you know, to the self, um, to so many, to to so many topics. And sometimes I sprinkle in a little bit of entertainment, (laughs) you Um, know, entertainment podcasts and just listen to some music, grab dinner with my girl, (laughs) maybe go get a massage. Even if it's like 10 minute chair massage in a nail salon, I just walked by. I think it's just like taking those moments to take a minute and slow down. I think that's the biggest thing is I feel like a lot of times people think that doing like self-care or focusing on my wellness is a whole retreat Mm -hmm. or is a whole trip or a service Mm -hmm. when it could literally be like taking that 10 minutes to journal about like 
something that made you feel fucking good that day yeah. or something that you were grateful for or just thinking about it or like it's the mindfulness of it really it's, the, it's the like mindful moments I'm all, I'm quoting it like that because I'm like it sounds cliche but I think once I decided to make those things more bite-sized and be like okay I had that moment then you realize you could have more of those moments and it doesn't have to be like I'll do a big self-care day tomorrow because like you push off things that feel big yeah it's true and yeah. we are so committed to our clients we have to have the same commitment to ourselves and that's Ooh, you know that's really a word what it is for me yeah girl that's a word and that's what happens too like even with you know anything that you have that's a passion project that you notice how like you'll push things off like that sometimes or I've definitely been there I've done it many times where I'm like ah I really wanted to do this for me today I can do it tomorrow I really have to do this for a client right why not vice versa like why isn't it like you know I'll handle what I need to absolutely need to today yeah and put me first it should be because we know how to prioritize and it's just like leaning into that no guilt you know just really forcing the balance like the earth signs we are like hooves to the ground like (laughs) forcing it with all our might you know why because you being a Taurus, happy belated birthday, Thank by the way. Thank you. You being a Taurus, me being a Capricorn. Yes. We are like two ambitious girlies. Determined. Like want to do everything, like so many goals. Like I'm constantly voice noting you being like, what if? What about this? What about that? <laughs> yeah. And we're like sharing our ideas and we're like, I made a pitch deck. What do you Like all these ideas that we have. Yeah. But like, I know you just want to nap. Literally. Naps are my favorite (laughs) thing ever. And, like, I can't sleep in in the mornings the way I could in my 20s anymore, but I love a good afternoon nap on a weekend. Yeah. Oh, my (laughs) God. On a weekend, too? You feel like you, like, came out of a coma. Like, you literally (laughs) Literally. feel like you just came out of, like, a tomb or something. Ah, Like, what day is it? But those should be – that should be a new friend. (laughs) Hangouts. Like, go see your best friend. Have a snack. Take a nap for 30 minutes. And then go for a walk and have dinner. (laughs) This is our 30s. We're like, that sounds great great let's put in the calendar Nap for hangs. a month and a half away yes. <laughs> <laughs> a month and a half away exactly like, between 6 and 8 p.m specifically <laughs> literally i'm like what are you doing in june <laughs> like it's like never gonna be today but this is adulting this is adulting but it's hard like for real because yeah. it's like we want to do so many things we have so many ideas we have so many things and like i love that about us like i really do because it's sometimes I'm like, I'm I'm a pain in the ass to myself. Like I'm like, why do why do I try to do the most? But at the same time, I'm grateful because it's gotten me where I am now. Yeah. However, these earth sign tendencies, sis, like, I just can't get over it. Like, cause it's like it's we want so much peace, but we choose violence every time. <laughs> like, why? Why do we do exactly. this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why do we choose so much violence? Oh my god. No, I couldn't agree more. So, but yes, and it's true because we just keep raising the bar for ourselves. Like we can't stop doing more and more because I feel like we're always surpassing our own expectations. And so, you know. You literally just blew my mind. I feel like everything is possible for us, you know, because we set these goals and then we like shatter them and go above and beyond, you know, like we always do. And I, I mean, I'm thankful to have the success, to have the clients, to have the projects. I'm so excited for all the things we have going on and I hope you know we both just keep doing that I know we will there's nothing like it's just you're talking about like shattering ceilings and I just keep thinking about how you literally just created the tallest residential (laughs) like panels on the side of the world or is is it the whole world I don't know 
So, yes, Central Park Tower is the world's tallest primarily residential building. It has the world's highest private ballroom, highest private balcony. It's the second tallest building in the Western Hemisphere, second only to Freedom Tower's spire, and that was wow. a symbolic gesture of respect. But, yeah, I mean... It's a, it's a big deal for me, so thank you so much. I'm, I mean, I'm just glad you invited me to, yeah. <laughs> to come help out with the installation so and everything. Thanks for helping me get my content. Oh, my You're God, my content yes, queen. Of course. I like, needed you. <laughs> it's like if anybody, if anybody, especially who's going to call and be like, can you help with my content? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, do you know how fast I cleared whatever I was doing that day? And you showed up fabulously like, with your laptop, <laughs> seamlessly taking a call in between, like, shooting videos and photos for me. I so much this. fun. And this is literally what you do, exactly. Exactly. This is what I do, <laughs> but I'm just glad we could at least start this, you know, journey of knowing where we want to be, knowing what we've done, appreciating that, taking it to the next level because we're always, like, showing ourselves out and be and pushing boundaries for ourselves that we didn't even knew exist. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for you. Yes. I'm just glad that you could be here and do this with me. Thank you, and I'm grateful we make each other better. Yeah. So happy. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tiff or Die and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind-the-scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.